0: With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. What's going on everybody? Welcome to the dog Guy. I am Max Loeb, Loebs Leads here with Eric Metcalf after a full week of no Browns football. Feels weird, but believe it or not, we do have some Browns news to talk about. This time last week, actually, the Browns let go of Alex Van Pelt, Alex Van Pelt, their running backs, coach Stump Mitchell, and their tight ends coach. And now on January 23rd, about two hours ago, they hired Tommy Reese as their tight ends coach from Alabama, Notre Dame. Uh, a shakeup in the coaching world that I don't know. I didn't really expect it. What did you think?
1: I didn't expect it at all. I mean, especially when, I mean, if you're going to look at these coaches and, and look at those three leaving the organization, I guess the first person I would think of would have been Alex Van Pelt just because he's the OC. And you know, when you're an OC, you want to call plays. Yeah. And, and, and Stefanski was calling the plays, So, that kind of limited what he was doing and and who he really wanted to be. Now, when we're talking about Stone Mitchell being let go, I could I would have never saw, seen that coming. Yeah, the running backs have been productive. We've had uh, Nick Chubb, of course, going to the Pro Bowl every year, and then all these other guys in and Kareem and, and Jerome Ford filling in and doing a, a, a great job. So I would have never seen that coming. Then you talk about tight ends coach. The Chief had a breakout season, yeah. Going to the Pro Bowl. So I, I I don't know. There must have been some philosophical differences or something that we don't know about because it it couldn't have been about just straight coaching.
0: Yeah. Because
1: if that were the case, these guys did all that they, they could do to get their players better.
0: Yeah, I, I was really surprised about the stump Mitchell one above all else. You figured like you talk about Alex Van Pelt wanting to call plays and obviously that that's not the reality in Cleveland. Like to me, that does make sense. I, I think maybe they just wanted to go in a different direction offensively. Maybe it was something where they wanted to bring in somebody who is more familiar with Deshaun Watson or more familiar with an offense that he would operate better under. That was my original thought process, but yeah, like the position coaches, unless they were like that close with Alex Van Pelt, it didn't make a lot of sense to me either. It's Mitchell a beloved running back coach around the NFL. Like that was, that was weird, and you obviously got incredible years out of Nick Chubb the past few years, and now you have this year, like, Jerome Ford looked really good at times. Kareem Hunt was more productive. We thought, like, he had done an unbelievable job with that room up until that point. That one, for me, really surprised me.
1: Yeah, it's surprising. I mean, and, and like you said, and, I, and I'll go back to what you just said, maybe they are trying to do something different with their offense, and in order to bring people in, you have to let people go, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, if we're talking about Moving forward with Deshaun as, as the as the quarterback and trying to expand the offense and and be an offense that can do any, any and everything, uh, then maybe you have these guys that come in and say, "Oh, Tommy Reese from from the college ranks and things and do things that they're doing in college." It's just like that's what Baltimore's done, right? Yep. All right, and t- Todd Monken, although he's a, been an NFL coach, he people look at what he did when he was at Georgia and how they were moving the ball around. And then that's when Baltimore brought him back. Right. And so they have expanded their offense. They've gotten more, they got better players around Lamar. And so now the, the offense looks more dynamic and they could do whatever they have to do to win games. And so mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about us uh, changing coaches, maybe that's what Stefanski and the crew have in mind. We're going to bring in guys who can adapt with this offense, any, to whoever we have out there and however we have to play on that particular Sunday. Because when you look at certain teams, say Baltimore, if they have to run the ball every play, they can't. Yeah. If they have to throw the ball, they can't. And so I think maybe Stefanski is trying to get more diverse in that that way.
0: Absolutely. I think diversity is the key, especially with, like, Deshaun Watson. It just keeps coming back to me. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson. Like, you have to maximize the next couple years with him. Maybe it was just not the system with Alex Van Pelt. Maybe they didn't, you know, gel as much as they thought they would. It's got to be something along those lines. But as as I think about the opening and potential people or names that could fill it, like who who wants to really be an offensive coordinator if they're not going to call the plays, right? That's my thing. Like it's it's a very, very difficult thing.
1: Right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, you want If you come to a, a place where the head coach is calling plays and you're a coordinator, it's, it's about that title. Yeah. It's about that title, and it's about you hoping that team wins because yes. if the team wins, then you can move on, and that's what's happened with all the coaches leaving San Francisco, all the coaches leaving the Rams. You know, I mean, uh, Shanahan and, and McVay call plays, but because these guys have those titles, they've been able to move on because of that, because they've been a part of that. And so and, and so someone who comes in knowing that they're, they're not going to call plays, that could be what they're thinking. We can win some football games here. Offense can look good. I can help it look good. And then I can go get a head coaching job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, really good point, too, because you see the guys who move on, like, you know, D'Amico Ryans, Kevin O'Connell, like all of these guys who are doing really good job, at, good jobs as head coaches, but wouldn't have had their names in those discussions if they didn't have the position underneath somebody who was calling plays. So, you know, as you think about names who could fill this void with the Browns, a, a couple of flo- them floating around, I know. Cliff Kingsbury's interviewing all over the place. I know Josh McDaniels is another name that I've heard. Like there there're going to be some hot names who come for this job. One because you understand what the Browns can be as a team holistically. Like hopefully this is a playoff team next year. Hopefully they win the AFC North too though. This is a talented team next year. That's going to have a lot of talent on offense, right? Nick Chubb is going to be back. Hopefully their offensive line is fully healthy. They have that unit back to full strength. Deshaun Watson, David Njoku, Amari Cooper. Like you got a lot of talent here, so I think uh, as a philosophical hiring and coming in and coordinating this offense, even if you're not calling plays like that, it's it's pretty hard to turn down, especially a playoff team that looked really good at the end of the year, got a lot of young pieces too. It's a it's a good job, good availability. It, it really is, and that's
1: that's what you're hoping for. If you come in here, you're looking about you're looking <clears> at <throat> how this team is built, what they can be become, and then that's what how you're gonna. Uh, get platform off of that. Yeah. You know, whether you call the plays or not, you're going to use that to get to prepare you to where you're trying to go. And so I, I can understand guys coming here and just saying, I know I'm not calling the plays, but I have the title because that title is important. especially when you're winning games and not, you know, and we have a lot of, a lot of good players. We, there's a lot of good things that an OC, even if he's not calling the place and come in here and, and lend some input that, that changes the dynamic of this offense because we still haven't seen what this offense can fully become. Yeah. We haven't seen everybody out there healthy at one time, not one time. Have we seen that? And so yeah. we're, we're, we're hoping that we can get to that place. And if we can get to that place, once again, the sky's the limit. So I'm, I'm looking forward to everybody getting healthy in the off season, uh, maybe adding a few pieces. Yep that can make us even more dynamic and then going from there.
0: Absolutely. And as we look towards the off season with bringing people in, but also potentially letting people go, uh, we're going to play a little bit of a a game here. So it's called keep restructure and cut. I'm going to name you three players. We'll do two rounds, offense and defense. You're going to tell me which player you keep at their current contract or what their contract was last year, which player you would only bring back if they took a pay cut or restructured the contract and which player, unfortunately you would have to let go. I'll let you pick the side of the ball first, but I got I got six names here that are going to be very, very tough in my opinion.
1: Let's go offense first.
0: Offense first. I think offense is the tougher one. I'm not going to lie. It, we have for the three players on offense, Joe Flacco, Jedrick Wills, and Jack Conklin. Keep, restructure, and cut. Whoa. It's tough, I know jack Conklin injuries i know that and that's He's the big injured. thing him. injuries yeah every year every year every year
1: but if he doesn't get injured yeah he can be a pillar on that offensive line mm-hmm. so i restructure him
0: Restructure Jack Conklin. Okay, I like that. So now now you're in a tough spot. Like Jedrick Wills, Joe Flacco. Who are you keeping? Who are you letting go? Because you got the Juan Jones in the wing, but is that going to require a position change? Is that going to require a, a spring and a summer where he has to go play left tackle? That's the question. Just just
1: because of the way the situation is, I'm I'm, I'm keeping Jedrick Wills and I'm letting Flacco go. Okay. And I, and I say that because – we're not it's gonna happen we don't know who's going to be there's going to be injuries we don't know who it's going to be but we hope it won't be the quarterback yeah and so if it's not the quarterback who gets injured and we can have him for the entirety of the season then we have joe Flacco for nothing right yep and so and so that's when you can dtr he can become a, a bigger spot, have a bigger spot, a bigger place as a backup role. Um, so I get rid of Joe Flacco. Um, he, he's going to be around. He's thirty-nine years old. He'll be around if you if you need him, and then he'll be around. Jedrick Rose, I keep him because linemen are going out. Diamond doesn't whether he played well or not. He played enough where you can have some confidence in what he has done uh, throughout his, his couple years in Cleveland. So I, I would keep him because. You, you went in the trenches. Mm-hmm. So I'd go that route.
0: I'm with you. I think, unfortunately, Flacco probably does have to go. But the interesting thing with Flacco, like, he didn't get paid a ton. And I don't know if he truly would ask for a ton if he were to come back. Obviously, he proved himself. He proved he can still start. He proved he can still operate at a, a high level. And quarterbacks get paid more money than a lot of other positions. But I don't really know if he would, like, demand a contract that would really Financially hurt the Browns a lot, so that that's an interesting thing there, and the logistics with Jed Wills too. Like, if the Browns cut him, they're going to have to eat a lot of the money because most of it's guaranteed. So that that's a really fascinating thing too. Maybe they try to restructure, but I'm with you. I I think you got to keep both tackles. In an ideal world, I think you probably restructure both contracts, but I think you got to keep both tackles. I'm with you. And you you look at what DTR did in the preseason too, and not given the short end of the stick with Joe Flacco coming in, because he had a couple games to prove himself, but he showed some good things. He showed some improvement. And that's a young guy who you got the three, potentially four more years on their rookie contract where you're behind a Sean Watson, an offense that's going to get more tailored to his skill set. And like we've talked about all year, those guys have very similar skill sets. They really right. do. And if that offense operates and you know does a good job of putting those skills at the forefront, chances are will be very similar for DTR.
1: Right, and that's when, <laughs> once again, when you're talking about Flacco, if there was a, a chance that Deshaun went out again in, in 24, then, once again, you're, you're basically changing the offense. Yep. Right, and so now you have to make it tailor-made to, to what Flacco can do, whereas if DTR becomes the quarterback that we think he can and he grows as we think he will, then you don't have to change it as much. Mm-hmm. Right, then you, you'll do some things differently because in some cases some people are just – Better than others, yeah, (laughs) and that's why they're the number one, and you have number two. so Deshaun's better than DTR, but he uh, he affords you the ability not to change as much. Yeah, so I I think that's where you uh have to talk about Flacco being the one who
0: lets go. Absolutely, and you know if. You keep both tackles, too. Maybe you do transition to Dewan Jones over to left tackle, and you you have that almost like insurance with Jed Wills there. Maybe you get him reps at both. Who knows? That, that's a very good one, though. It's a, a tough debate to have, especially when you have a tackle that's that young and that good coming up. But defensively, I got three more names. This is very tough, too, because you know, th- these guys have been instrumental parts of that defense last year, going back a couple years in instrumental part, too. But zadarius smith
1: who's one i I knew he was going to be one i feel like i know who the next one's going
0: to be next one's anthony walker that's exactly who i thought it was going to be and then interesting somebody who came on was playing really well as the year went on until he tore his peck maurice hurst because maurice hurst is not going to demand a ton of money that's the thing you got a a second defensive lineman that can play really dominant football next to dalvin tomlinson who's not going to ask for a lot of money
1: for me the way they have played and the way this is Going, I am keeping Zadarius. Okay, for sure. Yep. So, what, what are my choices? Anthony Walker, more no, research. Right, no, it's, it's keep restructure and and cut and cut. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know about restructuring. I'm taking that out of the equation. For okay, <laughs> but I'm keeping Zadarius. I'm keeping. Moore and I'm letting, Ooh, okay, and I'm letting uh, Walker go.
0: I didn't know if we were gonna be on the same page. Yeah, I think you gotta let Anthony Walker go too. And, and it's and it's not because he's not productive. It's just he's been hurt. Yep.
1: Right. He's been hurt, and so when, when he's out there, he's done what he, we need him to be the the leader of that defense and can make all the calls, get everybody in their right spot, and 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 play good football. However, he's been hurt. Now, when we're talking about what we've seen in the previous few years with the Cleveland Browns, we have been getting gashed through the middle of the field.
0: Yep.
1: Right. And so we don't want to see that anymore because we didn't see that this year, maybe a couple times, but not for the most part, we did not see that. And so mm-hmm. that is because those guys in that front four. And so I like to keep all those guys together because you can win. We've, you can win football games. You can go deep in the playoffs if your defense is very good. We've seen it over the course of the years. You know, you can actually win Super Bowls. We've seen where teams didn't score very many points and they won because of their defense. And so Mm -hmm. if you are solidified with that front four, and by keeping those guys, I I think you have to do it. And then you just find the piece as as a linebacker who who can make plays and, and, and quarterback the defense.
0: Yeah. And it's really interesting when you look at filling that void, for Anthony Walker, a healthy Anthony Walker is better than what the Browns had this year. There's no doubt about that. But again, can he stay healthy? And you look at really the the back half of the season where he didn't really play, that defense was not as good as it was at the beginning of the season, but it was still pretty good. Like It was still creating turnovers, still stopping the run. They were still making plays. So I'm with you. I think you can fill that void. I think looking at the money that uh, Mo Hurst is going to get, it's a not a steal because I think he will get a little bit more money than he was paid this year, but it, it pales in comparison to what you're going to have to pay a guy like Anthony Walker and Z'Darrius Smith. So I think financially, if you had to restructure, I'd probably restructure Zadarius Smith, just save a little bit of money, whether that's, you know, a signing bonus, whatever you have to do to get right. that physical, like big cap number down. Um, but yeah, I am with you on keeping those two guys. It's, it's going to be a tough offseason. Like there's going to be a couple guys that were instrumental this season that are going to have to go the question is can you fill that need can you fill that void who are you going to fill the void with that that's to me is the most interesting part of this offseason cuz they don't have a first round pick they don't have a ton of money to spend in free agency where are they going how are they going to get rid of that that extra cap uh hit
1: and and that's why i think it's so important that you keep that that front four together yeah because because of what you just explained that we don't have many moves that we can make <laughs> So if you have the opportunity to keep these guys together, which was the backbone of your defense, then you you have to do it if you're trying to give yourself a chance. you're really trying to win games, you have to keep these guys together. And, and you know, the way JOK is playing back there and and, and Taki Taki played pretty good football, I'm sure you can find somebody somewhere who can play in in the middle and and quarterback that defense because they're not going to really have to do that much. Yeah if you keep that front four together, if you don't keep them together, you're probably going to need somebody who's going to do a lot. Yep. And so I think it makes it a little easier on, on Jim Swartz and, and the DBs back there. If, if you keep that front four together.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And it was funny. I was looking at the last spot to fill on that list. I was debating between Moe Hurst and talkie talk. And I had very similar thought process. I was like, talkie talkie was good, but again, shoes that you feel like you could fill somewhere, whether it's the draft free agency, like, it's shoes that you one feel like you can fill, like I just said. But two, shoes that will have their life made easier with those guys up front. Those guys up front are the horsemen that lead this defense to be as good as they are. So I am one hundred percent with you there.
1: And, and that's, and we don't know what's going to happen. We yeah. we think this is what what someone would do, but we we don't know. And so it's when me get down to it, it's a numbers game. It's who's willing to play play for. A, a different contract who's not you know somebody some guys might think they're worth more and want to test free agency or, or what have you but when it, when it comes down to trying to just win football games I think what we talked about would be the right choice.
0: yeah, I completely agree with you. while we uh continue to talk about the football that is going on obviously we have the AFC and the NFC championship this weekend Chiefs at Ravens lions at 49ers three seeds at the one seeds. I know you have a, a very hot take about the Baltimore Ravens. I will give you the floor. It is all yours. Talk to us about the Ravens against the Chiefs, because I don't I don't know if a lot of Browns fans are gonna like what you're gonna say.
1: And hey, but that's okay because this is this is about football. And so when we're talking about who I think the better team is, I do think the Ravens are the better team. I think they're the best team in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And, and they've, they've pretty much showed it throughout the course of the year. They played mm-hmm. some tough games against some lesser opponents. But when they play teams that are, quote, unquote, the best teams in the league, they absolutely demolished them. And so I would like to see the Ravens go and, 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 and win the Super Bowl. And I know Browns fans don't mm-hmm. want to hear that, but I am a Lamar Jackson fan because he's a special talent. And, and, and he gets criticized for being a special talent you know people don't see he's, he's not a quarterback he's a football player yeah. and you know and, as, and when i look at myself as a football player i almost feel like lamar is kind of like my, myself in that he's a victim of his own talent right mm. he has so he can do so many things that he's he's not really special in one of them you know what i mean i mean he's the most special he's the most dynamic runner in the league as a quarterback. Yeah. But when we're talking about playing quarter, the quarterback position and throwing the ball, people don't think he's special, and and so, but he can run, he can change the game, and so I'm a, I'm a fan of what he can do, and all the doubters and naysayers that he has to prove wrong because he can continues to do it week in and week out, and on his way to win his second MVP. And so you know, I, I appreciate what he's done. I appreciate a guy who's wasn't even supposed to go in the first round. They didn't even yeah. think he could play quarterback. Yep. And now he's on, on the way to a second MVP. And and so I like to see special things and people get recognized for being special.
0: I, I agree with you. Just like looking at it from a neutral fan standpoint, it is kind of nice to see that somebody who has been so ridiculed really his entire career, like he came in the league and won rookie of the year, came in the league, one MVP. Like he, he's been criticized his entire career for, like what he quote unquote can't do. And that's the not the reality of the situation, right? He can do a lot of those things. He's just not just good at that one thing. I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm with you. I think the Ravens are the better team against the Chiefs. I don't know if I could cheer for them, but I am with you. I think they're going to win. I, I, like, I, I have seen the Chiefs playing better offensive football. I think anybody who's watched the last two games kind of see they're hitting their stride at least a little more offensively. But like you said, Lamar shows up for these big games and it's it's a sight to behold because you go beat the Dolphins by however much they beat them by. You blow the Lions out. You're just blowing out good team after good team. Really 49ers. The 49ers. Yep, 49ers. And like, I'm trying to think back, obviously lost to the Colts, but the other big playoff loss they have was to the Browns. So it's it's weird to see that, that team going far as a Browns fan is you beat them earlier on in the year. But at the same time, you know, it's a really really fun matchup both sides are fun matchups but that one especially because it's Mahomes the guy who's ruled the NFL and it's Lamar Jackson the guy who seems like he has the most talent at the quarterback position so it's going to be a fun one transition over to the NFC I know we have differing opinion opinions on this game who do you have winning this game I have Frisco okay
1: and and in this largely based on this Debo play
0: yes I agree with you
1: and because when he's out there, the that offense is totally different because yeah. that's just one more weapon and, and 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 Brock Purdy is good and he's very good for that system. But he's very good in that system when everyone is out there. As we saw against the Browns and as we saw uh the other day. Yep. If everyone is out there, he is good and he can play football. But he but Kyle Shanahan being the play caller and having all his weapons makes it a little easier for him. And so if Debo if Debo plays, then I'm for sure have the Niners. But I I, I think they're good enough and, and have uh good enough defense, good enough players, good enough play callers to go out there and win even if Debo doesn't play. But I'm for sure with them if he if he does play.
0: Yeah, I, I have the same sentiment with Debo. Like you just look at the production that Purdy has with and without Debo. It's night and day. Like that three game I believe stretch where Debo was out. Uh it, it was not the Brock Purdy we've seen all year. That was the reality of the situation. I don't know. Like, I, I look at the Lions team. I think this is probably the best offensive line that the 49ers have played all year. I think this is one of the best run defenses they've played all year. You're never going to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey. But if there's any team that has the chance to contain him purely on the ground, I, I think it's the Lions. Lions run defense has been unbelievable. If Debo plays that pass game, really does scare me. I don't trust the Lions secondary enough. But I don't know. I, I love what the Lions have been doing offensively. They had their way against one of the better run defenses in the NFL last week. Goff is playing well. You got their pass catchers who are seemingly at least healthy. I don't know. Like, I, I think this is a, an upset spot for you know, the Detroit Lions.
1: It, it, it would be a great story. And I'm just going to be real. I don't want them to go to Super Bowl before us. <laughs> I don't. I just yeah. I'm just going to be real about it. I do not want them to go to Super Bowl before us. That's fair. Because you know, I just won <laughs> one less team, you know, and no, I don't want them to go before us. And so, I mean, they're, they're playing good football and it's a great story. Dan Campbell's got them rolling. Yeah. Um, like you said, if, if, uh, if they can run the ball like green Bay did on Frisco, it could be a tough day for the 49ers. Oh yeah. And so they're going to come in with that grit as Dan Campbell says, they're going to yep. play the tough football and get ourselves a chance. And so, You know, it'll be a a good game. I just think that on every level, the 49ers have better players, and that's Mm -hmm. what wins in the end.
0: You're right. That does win in the end. I'm still going to rock with my Lions. Lions, Lions-Ravens on my end, 49ers-Ravens on Eric's end. It's going to be a a fun weekend, even if the Browns aren't in it. Uh, We appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you guys listening. Eric, any final words before we sign off? Go Browns in twenty four. Go Browns in 24. Yeah, exactly. It's still go Browns this weekend. We're just not actively cheering for the team on the screen. Right? right. All right. We appreciate you guys. Again, this is the dog check presented by bet online. We will see you next time.
1: Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.